This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Factor and by Honey. We regret to inform you that things are still not going great. Specifically when it comes to topics, people, and the general chaos that we've been covering recently. Sort of everything. Yeah, and if you somehow thought that Kanye West having dinner alongside former President Donald Trump and actual fascist Nick Fuentes was strange and unsettling, apparently that was just the beginning of a very intense and potentially dangerous week for this unsettling new brain trust that is formed between uh, the previously mentioned Fuentes and Ye, and also... Um, Side character, Milo Yiannopoulos. He's back. Uh, after a meeting with Donald Trump, one that was so outrageous that even conservative outlets were highly critical of it, the trio hit the road, taking their brand of extremism to people the best way they know how, by appearing on numerous conservative online outlets and somehow proving to be too toxic for even their platforms, causing the hosts and numerous right-wing commentators online to somehow act shocked and appalled by what they're witnessing despite what they're witnessing being the literal conclusion of the rhetoric that they've been spewing online for the last decade. The logical endpoint. Yeah, yeah th this person got to the endpoint, and now they're saying, uh, without any coded messages... How did he ever arrive at these conclusions? Yeah. Who's to say? I can't wait until this dream team gets their own RV. Like the queen up north. Kanye will be the king of the south. Yes, and uh, I feel terrible for the... For sure, aging couple who rents it to yeah. them uh, with no idea. The unsuspecting couple on Facebook Marketplace who ends up renting their RV to Kanye and Nick Fuentes's U.S. national tour. Yeah. Anyway, yes, we will get to the movie about the bear on cocaine. You've all been asking for it's it. A, it's a fun-looking flick. But first, we have to bring you up to speed regarding Kanye West's literal villain arc which we should reiterate, is actually extremely dangerous. And it's not just the incoherent or ignorant ramblings of a washed-up celebrity. It's also, at this point, you can't even claim he's having a manic episode because no. no manic episode in the history of psychiatry has ever lasted, what is it, two fucking months now? I, well, it started in September with the Candace Owens, Owens thing, right? Yeah, it's not how it works. It's three months almost. If, uh, episodes don't just go on forever. You would, have, you would assume at least one point of clarity within all of this, but I don't know. So yeah, this guy ha still, unfortunately, has a massive following and is still highly influential. He's also an extremely useful tool, a useful idiot, you might say, for the far right. And even more traditional conservatives who are more than willing to let Kanye push the needle further to right. So they look completely normal by comparison, Yeah. despite their hand-wringing and public statements about every thing that Kanye says every time someone puts a microphone in front of them. Yeah, it's very easy for them to be like, well, I think he took it a little too far. But in like, in reality, they're like, yeah, cool. Uh, because I look completely yeah. sane by comparison. Yeah. So earlier this week, after his controversial dinner with Trump at Mar-a-Lago, Kanye started what would become a series of media appearances by uh, sitting down with Tim Pool, a guy whose brand of political commentary is, despite constantly being refuted by reality, an entryway into the alt-right pipeline, a way to dabble. Uh, even though he constantly claims to be some kind of enlightened centrist, he's 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 the the he is the ideal uh, perfect example of a centrist. It's like you know, both sides are bad. I just happen to agree with one of them all the time, and the other one none of the time. But you know, I'm I'm in the middle. Whether you want to believe it or not, or if you want to acknowledge the divisiveness of this, after January sixth and Roe v. Wade. 
it's, I would say, nearly impossible to be an actual centrist. And if you are claiming to be one, you are in the way and you need to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, I, it's possible to be a centrist on certain issues. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But as a just centrist in general, like that is fucking meaningless because the center is not a fixed point. You're not, ma- yes, you're not <laughs> making a decision. Uh, yeah. Uh, so obviously, we're not going to be able to show you actual clips from the shows that we're going to talk about. And first of all, the rights holders would absolutely copyright strike us for showing their footage, despite it being newsworthy. But more importantly, what Kanye has been spewing and continues to spew unapologetically is literal hate speech. Yeah, it's uh, you, you can't. There's no plausible deniability. No. And, and if you were somehow holding on to the, the hope that Kanye would come to his senses or that he's not actually serious about this shit or whatever you were attempting in order to make sense of the past few months, we regret to inform you that that ship has sailed. It ain't coming back. And supporting or platforming Kanye at this point is inexcusable. Yeah, it's... uh, There's no coming back from this. No. Uh, this has damaged even Trump, who is... Until this point, pretty I, undamaged. I said in uh, in the last episode, I was like, when you make Tim Pool look like a rational, sensible person, that's bad. When you make Alex Jones, yes, look which like, we're going to get to, yeah, look like the uh, a reasonable uh, person, you have fucked up, sir. Yeah. Now, suffice to say, all of that we can't show clips, obviously, but we will be quoting uh, directly and uh, also using images from what happened. Uh, and these images, they are quite striking. They get more extreme with every appearance. Um, so let's start with the Tim Pool thing. Kanye shows up at Tim Pool's show, which is obviously very exciting for Tim Pool. Uh, but Pool quickly seemed to realize that Kanye and his posse aren't actually joking, and they aren't doing this as some sort of grift, and they aren't going to be using any of that coded language adopted by conservative commentators that is used frequently to get around moderation. Yeah. <laughs> so the short version of Kanye's appearance goes as follows. Kanye, Nick Fuentes, and Miley Yiannopoulos show up for the interview with Tim Pool. It quickly goes off the rails because Kanye starts doing the anti-Semitism thing that we all knew he was going to do. Uh, Tim Pool provides the runway and even makes a reference that supports Kanye's claims about the elites trying to destroy him, only for Kanye to clarify that, uh, no, indeed, Kanye is, in fact, talking about the Jews, which causes Tim Pool to uh, freak out a little bit because... Even though Tim Pool gave him a platform, an audience to directly address, and was aware of the type of shit that he was definitely going to talk about, uh, it very easily could have resulted in his show or channel being shut down by YouTube for uh, obvious violations of their content policies. So Pool tiptoes around the specifics of just who exactly is the they that Kanye is referencing, and then pushes back ever so slightly on Kanye's anti-Semitic rhetoric, which was too much for Kanye. That caused him to storm off the set, ending the interview and putting Tim Pool back on everyone's radar for widespread mockery. Uh, Here is the exact quote from the moment shit got real. I think they've been extremely unfair to you, Pool replied. Who is they, though, Ye said. We can't say who they is, can we? The press, Pool clarified. (laughs) I don't use the word as the way I guess you guys use. I'm talking about... It is them, though, isn't it? Fuentes chimed in. No, Poole quickly responded. What do you mean it's not, Ye snapped. As Poole attempted to respond, the rapper stood up and began walking out of the room. Which uh, probably was a good thing, because... Uh, Could have gotten worse. Could Yeah, it seemed like this was heading down a, a dark and very predictable 
Um, uh, pretty telling, though, that uh, Pool was like, I don't use it in the way that you guys use it. Meaning it's the same fucking thing. The uh, the elites. We have different uh, ways of saying it to our audience. Yeah. yeah. Weird admission. But side note, we obviously don't watch his show, but goddamn, Tim Pool's background is the podcaster equivalent of Elon Musk's bedside table. Uh, but look, of course, the Tim cast was only the first stop on Kanye's media blitz because he was heading over to a show that certainly would not be nervous about spreading his type of hate speech. And that's... Uh, because it can only exist on its own platform, because it's been banned pretty much everywhere else. You can say whatever you want on Infowars because there is nowhere left to remove it. Yes, it's it, you're, you're shouting into a chasm. Mm -hmm. uh, Infowars with Alex Jones. Uh, it's the fitting end for Kanye West's reputation and also the conclusion of being brain poisoned over the past couple of years. Um, yeah, it's a show and a man who just this year has been fined over a billion dollars for terrorizing the parents of murdered children. So, truly a meeting of the minds. But somehow... Different plot lines keep crossing over. I know. And all within the last two months. Mm -hmm. Very strange. Well, where's uh, Sam Bankman-Fried? How's he factor into this? He actually did some pretty candid interviews with uh, major yeah. outlets, and they're all embarrassing. Yeah. And uh, so that's its own side story. There's a couple things that are getting like wrapped up right now, too, that, oh, Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman, which I'm, I think we'll talk about on Weekly Weird News, uh, they have to literally go do the best kind of uh, mandatory volunteer work. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, anyways, so the Alex Jones, Kanye thing, obviously, big meeting of the minds. But somehow, in a truly shocking and bizarre display, Kanye was even able to make Alex Jones uncomfortable with his presence, which is impressive. Uh, appearing on camera wearing a leather jacket and full-face balaclava, uh, Yeg very quickly put to rest any question about what he actually believes and destroyed whatever shred of deniability any of his actual supporters had left. Yeah. So the clips of this, which again, we cannot show you, are legitimately insane. At one point, uh, Kanye is like, he's got this puppet, I guess, so it's, it's a net. Yeah. Like a fishnet. But he's using it as a puppet. It's uh, a puppet supposed to represent Benjamin Netanyahu, the uh, prime minister of Israel. And he's talking to it. He's doing a little puppet show. He's got a high-pitched voice. He sounds like Elmo, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, it's very strange. Look, that's just one of many clips from this appearance. And, uh, and some of them, like... This is all extremely bad. But just the way that things were uh, cut because of commercial breaks and stuff, there is some funny comedic timing where, like, Alex Jones is like, well, obviously we don't like Hitler. And he's like, I like Hitler. And then it cuts to commercial immediately. Uh -huh. um, but, yes, that's the kind of shit he was saying and doing. And one of, one of the more annoying aspects of uh, anti-Semitism, aside from all the violence and uh, everything that it inspires in the world, is uh, the fact that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu fucking sucks. But when this shit happens, now if you criticize uh, how the nation of Israel is governed, uh, you get a, you get lumped in with Kanye West yes. doing like Nazi shit. Exactly. So that's annoying. But um, yeah, Kanye reiterated numerous times during this interview that uh, by name. He does, in fact, love Hitler. He's a big fan. Yes. And at this point, I feel like we should remind everyone that Kanye West is running for the Republican nomination for president of the United States. And as recently as just a few short weeks ago, but still after his initial anti-Semitic remarks, had the implied backing of the GOP through social media posts that have now only after his Infowars appearance been deleted. There was that classic one. They kind of kicked this off. They're like, Trump, 
Elon, Kanye. Yeah, they will. They willed this into existence in yeah. some way. They cursed these men. They, it was a monkey paw wish. It was like we need them to be the three biggest names in the world once again. Yeah. So yeah, this appearance was truly, truly unhinged. It even made Alex Jones seem incredibly nervous. I mean, when you've outcrazied Alex Jones, you're done. There's no hope for you. Yeah. You're done. Uh, but some of the more outlandish quotes from the appearance out of Kanye are. Susan, I am reading direct quotes, These please. are quotes. Quote, we got to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. And, quote, I like Hitler. And that's among other things. Leading Alex Jones to interject at one point to tell Ye that uh, he's, quote, got a little bit of a Hitler <laughs> fetish going on. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, a totally hey, normal uh, conversation. Uh, Kanye, uh, you seem a little hung up on this Hitler guy. I mean, uh, uh, can we just stick to the issues here? Uh, it, it is insane. Insane that in the year 2022, a whether you like to admit it or not, still somewhat major media personality uh, oh, is, is, yeah. is is on camera with Kanye West and saying to someone uh, without a shred of like joking that they have a little bit of a Hitler fetish going on. Kanye, can you just uh, tone down the Jew talk just a little bit, please? Uh, we're trying to stay. Let's on top stick of here. to Sandy Hook here. Yeah. Uh, so to be completely honest, we don't want to repeat a lot of the stuff that Kanye said on Infowars. Like we're kind of keeping it close to the chest here uh, because we don't want to risk our own show. I'll just but yeah, I'll just say that uh, e even if you've been following this saga closely, the clips from yesterday are like holy fucking shit. They are shocking. I can't think of any other way to describe yeah. it. Um, but yeah, the clips are out there. Uh, you can go to Elon Musk's website to see it all because there's no filters there and no moderation. Well, so that's not true because as I was editing. Twitter did enforce uh, some policies because uh, Kanye has now been banned, at least temporarily, from Twitter. And that's because he just straight up posted an image of a swastika. So um, I'm sure we'll have more on that on Weekly Weird News, but just wanted to uh, interject here for a second. And this is all taking place while Kanye continues to burn through whatever fortune he has left and is demonstrating a pretty clear instability as a father for his children. Uh, and seems to be being manipulated by actual fascists and then went uh, mask off while wearing a full face balaclava yeah. uh, for his apparent adoration for Hitler and the Nazis. Which is not a fluke. This is well documented. Yes. He apparently has been dropping uh, little clues for years that he's uh, kind he, of a fan of Hitler. Say, yeah, saying this privately uh, yeah. for years. Um, so folks, if, if you were for some reason still holding out hope that this was going to stop or that Kanye was going to snap out of it or that there isn't actual untold damage being done, um, sorry, there is no hope for Kanye West. Fuck him and fuck anyone that supports him and fuck you if you believe the things that he believes. Yeah, sorry, you're a piece of shit. <sighs> and it's not hard to fucking tell. But speaking of people who have caused themselves seemingly irreparable harm, ah, it's Elon time, baby. Not yeah. not entirely Elon time, just a little bit of Elon time. So Elon had a big week, and no, we're not going to talk about Twitter this time. Well, we might later, but for <laughs> now, uh, this is about one of Musk's other various companies, Neuralink, the company where Elon Musk puts a piece of electronics in your brain or... Uh, for now, in a monkey's brain, a monkey that promptly dies a uh, tragic, uh, painful death. Don't worry, though. Humans right around the corner. Yeah, next time, yeah. it'll be a more evolved ape. With each passing day, the likelihood of anyone trusting a product developed by Elon Musk continues to dwindle, so we don't expect much out of 
Neuralink going forward. But they did have a large presentation this week. And after all those reports of chimpanzees dying after having Neuralink tested on them, they better have something good to show for it. Yeah. Well, we said we'd give you an update on the big presentation. And uh, unfortunately, it appears as though it was really boring outside of a few more lofty goals set by Musk that will absolutely never come true. And if you think they will, you're an idiot. Yes, uh, he wants to put these in people's brains uh, by like next, next year. year. Yeah, not gonna happen. Here's the New York Times. Mr. Musk's presentation on Wednesday night offered little that was significantly new from previous demonstrations of the device. He continued to claim that the implant could make computer control possible for people with paralysis outside of a lab setting. But experts in the field questioned whether the demonstration showed major progress with the device, especially given the breadth of work underway nationwide. The company does not have approval from the Food and Drug Administration to sell the device. Mr. Musk said on Wednesday that the company has submitted most of its paperwork to the agency to seek permission to implant its device in a human. He predicted a test in humans in six months, but any step towards trials in people would be up to the FDA after a full evaluation of the risks of surgical implantation and safety of the device. Neuralink originally scheduled the event for the end of October, before Mr. Musk, a multi-billionaire, postponed the presentation amid one of the more chaotic months of his career. One of the more chaotic months. That's yeah, funny. It's a lot of months at this point. Their reporting continues. On Wednesday night, Mr. Musk said plans for his device included making the blind see and giving someone with a severed spinal cord full body functionality. The claims drew applause from the audience, but do not reflect the state of the field. Quote, I would not say that with confidence, Dr. Yoshor said after Mr. Musk had claimed the Neuralink device would give sight to people who had never seen before. I would be highly unsure of this kind of device in a patient with congenital blindness. But look, this is his M.O. He promises things that, look, maybe way down yeah. the line, but uh, he's like, yeah, well, in the very near future, I'm going to be able to cure the blind and make uh, people who can't walk, walk, because I'm literally space genius. Yeah, I've read a lot of sci-fi. seems legit. Uh, and again, we always have to reiterate, um, brain-computer interface is a field that's been in development for like 30 years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are multiple companies all working uh, on this at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and, and progress has been very slow because the brain is pretty complicated. And it's, delicate. It's not easy to work with. So there are a lot of people who have worked in this field for a long time and understand what's possible, what's not possible, what the hurdles are. And pretty much all of those people, anytime Elon makes any claim about what Neuralink can do, say, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to what this guy's saying. So there you go. But uh, we're just going to add on to uh, this a little bit here and reiterate what we said earlier. No one's going to want to even install a brain implant that comes from Elon Musk or one of his companies. Well, some people might. And yeah. I, but yeah, unless, unless everyone who signs up for Twitter Blue should also be put on the list for Neuralink human trials because clearly they are blinded by fanaticism and need to be cured by their space Jesus. Yes. I am literally blinded by Elon Musk, and the only cure is an Elon Musk-developed electronic node in yes, my brain. Yes, my lord. Take my brain, my lord. Put me in a tunnel, my lord. Uh, yeah, soon enough, the, all the people with Neuralinks will be uh, doing rickshaws in the uh, Tesla tunnels. Yeah. You see, it's human-powered, so there's absolutely no emissions other than That's you know right. methane from we, the farts. We fixed it. Yeah. And Elon's fans, they fart a lot. Well, still, less uh, emissions than a, than a car. Smells like a Comic-Con bathroom down there. You know it smells good. <laughs> uh, anyways, we are going to talk about Cocaine Bear, the bear that does cocaine. But 
We have ads to get to first. We have our sponsors. Uh, we do have other news aside from that as well. But first, let's thank today's sponsors, starting with Factor. With the bustling holiday season just around the corner, it's the perfect time to plan ahead with Factor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery. They shop, prep, cook, and deliver to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays, minus all the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and 36 plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My holidays, they're already jam-packed. Luckily, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when I'm on the go. And literally, I use this, I just ordered it with our own promo code. They're gonna be like, wow, a little self-dealing there, but they probably appreciate it <laughs> uh, because I need it this month. I, I love their food and it makes it so easy. Uh, it also saves me time and a lot of time because these things are ready to heat and eat in like two minutes. Factor is cheaper than dining out. Put the money you save towards holiday fun and some you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful chef-crafted meals guilt-free. Need a special occasion meal? Mm. Well, Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easy. When things get hectic during the holidays, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week, or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor's no prep, no mess meals save me so much time on planning and cleanup so I can fully enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I'm too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals with offerings like Protein Plus and Keto. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. Head to go.factor75.com slash newsdump60 and use code newsdump60 to get 60% off your first box. That is code newsdump60 at go.factor75.com slash newsdump60 to get 60% off your first box. This episode is also sponsored by Honey the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. We all shop online, especially during the holidays as we all try to stay away from those long lines, the big stores, and all those people. Ugh. Shopping online is easy and convenient, but you could also be saving a lot of money. And we've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout, but thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Again, I, I am a little bit of a planner, so I got a lot of my uh, parents and family uh, shopping done on Cyber Monday, Black Friday. I uh, don't want to say the stores because uh, some family members do watch the show, but they can know that I saved money thanks to Honey on their gifts, yeah. which gives me more money to do what I want to do, which should make them happy. Yeah, yeah, they should be happy. Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone, too. Just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We would never recommend something we don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com newsdump. That is joinhoney.com newsdump. All right, back to the news now, and honestly, who doesn't love a nice, wholesome story about a bear? Just a cuddly, a cuddly big old bear. bear. That's yeah. a big old bear. I mean, we're no strangers to odd reports regarding encounters with bears. I mean, just this year, we told you about Hank the Tank and the controversy surrounding Fat Bear Week. So I guess we only cover big fat bears, but most of them are big and fat. They're the, the jolliest bears. Yes, uh, but we, we had to go kind of far back in the archives to find a mention of a bear on cocaine. Luckily, Hollywood has finally done something worthwhile, and not only greenlit, but fully produced a movie that revolves around the very real story of a bear doing a fuck ton of blow. 
pretty much everything else is yeah. clearly <laughs> embellished. And the movie appears to involve an entire town doing battle with a bear high on coke, which never happened. But the real story, uh, I feel, is um, just as interesting. I mean, maybe not as interesting as the bear killing a bunch of people, but uh, and pretty unfortunate for the bear. Yeah. But an odd story nonetheless. Uh, the bear did not didn't work out well for him. Did not enjoy its time high on cocaine. Well, it might have enjoyed it, but yeah, who's to no, tell? I don't know. Anyways, uh, here's some background on the real events or uh, the real events that inspired this absurd movie, directly from the New York Times. Cocaine Bear stars Kerry Russell, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and Ray Liotta, who died in May in one of his final film roles. Oh. It depicts the bear's drug-induced trail of terror and the victims he leaves behind. The real story is less bloody. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation announced in December 1985 that a 175-pound black bear, that's a small bear, mm -hmm. had died of an overdose of cocaine after discovering a batch of the drug. Uh, that was according to a three-sentence item from United Press International that appeared in the New York Times. The cocaine was apparently dropped from a plane piloted by Andrew Thornton, a convicted drug smuggler who died September 11th in Knoxville, Tennessee, because he was carrying too heavy a load while parachuting, UPI reported. The Bureau said the bear was found Friday in northern Georgia among 40 opened plastic containers with traces of cocaine. So yeah, the small bear, and it died, has fucking nothing to do with this movie. Yeah. Uh, except for the fact that they can sort of just put a thing up that says inspired by true yeah, events. Yeah, that's all they... I mean, yeah. And it is inspired by true, true events. True, yeah. Because yeah. we don't have much to work off of there. Anything... This so, this could have happened. What if a bear did cocaine? Yes, the the, the wildlife... Uh, the Department of Wildlife, they found the bear. What happened with the bear between the cocaine and them finding it, anyone's guess. Yeah. Not anyone, is Elizabeth Banks. Anyways, the tale continues. Today, the very same bear is said to be on display in Lexington, Kentucky, at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. The mall said in an August 2015 blog post that workers there wanted to know what happened to the bear and found out that it had been stuffed. The blog post said the stuffed bear was at one point owned by the country singer Waylon Jennings, <laughs> who kept it in his home in Las Vegas before it was delivered to the store. The New York Times could not independently confirm this account. Yeah, I, that right there is cocaine bear. Yes, this is about it. Uh, literally up until the point of this movie, this is one of the most obscure weird news things that has ever happened. Yeah. Completely obscure. Happened in the 80s. There's no internet to share the story on. It's just that like the, you know, you you go back in the archives and you're like, what can we make a movie about? Something mm -hmm. fun. And then like this is such a like a nothing story and then all of a sudden this mall called the Kentucky Fun Mall is like, no, we have the bear. We got the cocaine bear. And this is 30 years after it had died, yeah. and they're like, we have that bear. And by the way, before we got it, Waylon Jennings had it. Like, that's it. That's that's a crazy, that's crazier than the movie story. It is. Yeah. Anyways, the movie might just, uh, they might have references to stuff like this, but it clearly just uses the fact that a bear accidentally did coke by itself and died as inspiration for a horror comedy from the internationally acclaimed director of the Charlie's Angels reboot, Elizabeth Banks. This is going to be this decade's Snakes on a Plane. Um, yeah, man. I mean, Snakes on a Plane was really successful for what it was. It was because everyone's just like, Snakes on a Plane. That's crazy. You don't really... Snakes? Planes? You don't think of those two things together. It's like, bears? Cocaine? Well, that's a combination they should get I'd like to see. Cobra Starship to do the theme song of <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had Sharknado and shit like that, so it'll really balance on whether or not it does anything to break that sci-fi channel mold. Yeah. Because that's kind of what everyone just expects. I mean, just based on the trailer, it, lo it looks like a, a, an actual movie. I mean, 
But speaking of big, scary meat eaters who are clearly enhanced by drugs, we regret to inform you that the Liver King is living a lie. He's living his truth, which is a lie. So look, we, unlike everyone, unlike else. everyone else, we haven't really been following this dude at all. His shtick is kind of gross, but we have seen him pop up from time to time on Twitter or in guest appearances on shows. Uh, apparently this guy had a real big following because he loves eating raw meat, including testicles, and claims that his ripped body is the result of his extreme diet, exercise, and nothing else. Which is dumb, because at this point it's pretty obvious when someone's been doing a little bit of enhancement. Yeah. It's very obvious. There's, there are limits to the human body. Go back to like the 1960s and look up like the strongest man in the world. And it's just like some dude that looks like any other dude at the fucking Gold's Gym in the year 2022. Yes, it is visually clear in a lot of cases yeah. uh, when someone is doing this. So yeah, somehow still though, people were surprised by this news that uh, maybe not so, not so natty as they say. Mm -hmm. And they are now furious that a man who consumes bull testicles for clout has lied to them. There's Here, nothing sacred. Here's the Daily Dot with more on this massive scandal. The fitness guru Brian Johnson, known online as the Liver King, has vaguely addressed the recent scandal accusing him of using performance-enhancing drugs, PEDs. Johnson has become a viral sensation over the past year for championing what he calls the ancestral lifestyle, which involves, among other things, eating raw animal organs such as liver and testicles. Often comparing himself to a modern caveman, Johnson, who boasts more than 1.7 million followers on Instagram, has long claimed to be an all-natural bodybuilder despite his eyebrow-raising physique. Johnson has used that claim to help promote his line of ancestral supplements. <laughs> On Tuesday, however, the popular YouTube channel More Plates, More Dates, which regularly discusses anabolic steroids, showcased what were alleged to be leaked emails, blood test results, and a list of PEDs used by Johnson in 2021. Johnson responded to the allegations by not responding at all, and has continued to upload videos of himself eating animal organs and preaching primal living. I mean, at least he's shutting the fuck up, because uh, honestly, how is this surprising at all? Also, he's still eating the weird meat, that's what you really enjoyed watching, right? You weren't actually taking life advice from this guy, right? Because that would be embarrassing. You're better than that. Although I have seen a couple of our viewers with the blue check mark, and I check. when you. I know that you might have canceled it and you might be stuck with it for a month, but if you respond to us and I see that blue check mark, I am judging you. I'm judging you very, very hard. Mm -hmm. Anyway, now let's sort of check in on Twitter. Yeah or rather one of Twitter's hot new competitors, Hive. Yes. And it's gone, at least temporarily. Yes, that's right. One of the apps that stepped in to uh, take over when everyone was claiming they were going to abandon Twitter has already been shut down by its owners because of glaring security issues and exploitations. Whoops. Oops. Also, there was like, I think, three people running the entire thing. There were two people before <laughs> uh, the Musk takeover. I guess we'll take on one more worker. Yeah. So yeah, like well, I mean, literally at that point, why did they need anyone else? Like, there was no one using it. Well, now there are people trying to use it, yeah. mostly gamers. But like we said, running a social media platform, is, it seems hard. Not sure why anyone who doesn't already have to do it would voluntarily sign up for it. But we obviously don't have that billionaire mindset. We're we're not hustling hard enough. Mm -mm. So here's TechCrunch with more on Hive being taken offline, just as it was positioning itself as Twitter's replacement. 
The team at the newly popular Twitter alternative Hive is in over its head. <laughs> the company has now taken the fairly radical step of fully shutting down its servers for a couple of days in response to concerns raised by security researchers who discovered a number of critical vulnerabilities on Hive, several of which they say remain unfixed. The issues they found would allow attackers access to all data, including private posts and messages, shared media, and even deleted direct messages, as well as the ability to edit other people's Hive posts. Uh, Seems bad. You just do inspect element, and uh, and now I, I have I've I've literally into the mainframe. Literally god mode. Yeah. Like the worst security exploit you could have. And it's a pretty extreme thing to shut down your entire service to fix it, as pointed out. Um, so they're Although reporting the, the 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 Mac Mini they were running this thing off. It was getting real hot. <laughs> You're giving down. it a lot of credit. <laughs> I, I believe it was a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Uh, so their the reporting continues. The researchers, a part of a German collective called Elliot, take it, Forschung, claimed they confidently reported the security vulnerabilities to Hive's team, noting it was initially difficult to reach a point of contact to the company. Several days later, Hive replied, claiming the issues to be fixed. A Forschung blog post explains. However, the researchers found this was not the case, so they took their concerns to the public, warning people against using Hive's app. Shortly after, Hive announced it was temporarily shutting down its servers to address these problems. And the writer adds that it's an unusual way to patch bugs, to say the least, and one that raises questions about the development workflow at the company. Is there not a dev environment where code is fixed, then staged for a release? How bad was the code that it requires a full stop of company operations to rework it? Well, again, there are three people working at this entire company. And it seems like uh, running a social media platform is hard. It's not easy. Mm. Uh, this is also happening at the worst possible time for this company, which is it's literally riding a peak of new users who have either left Twitter or are hedging their bets across multiple different alternative platforms until they see which one manages to stick around, which will, let's be real, probably still be Twitter. Yes. So the idea that Hive will be able to bring its services back online and that people will have patiently waited for them to do so and will trust them moving forward, I don't know, seems unlikely, but who knows? Yeah. But anyways, in actual entertainment news for you this week, have no fear, there's plenty to get excited about and to speculate about. We can't show you any of it. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know by now. But we can definitely leave links below. And then you can check out those links, click on them, look at them. Search on Twitter for the full movie. And, and uh, then you can go down in the comments section below and, uh, and talk about it. Wow, Harrison Ford's old! He is old. Yes. So, for whatever reason, Marvel and Disney went big at Brazil Comic-Con and unexpectedly dropped trailers for both Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Indiana Jones 5, which is now officially titled Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's a pretty lame title. The Dial of Destiny? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, in addition to that, there was uh, another full trailer for the Mario movie. And I dislike all of their voices, except for maybe Jack Black as Bowser. But look, I love Charlie Day. I just don't... I'm sorry. I wish they were real voice I, actors. I thought Charlie Day sounded... Because he's already got a naturally like funny, weird voice. I, I thought he, he sounded okay as Luigi. Uh, and Jack Black is a talented voice actor. Yes, he, he, can, he, he can emote with he his voice. He understands the job of a voice actor. Chris Pratt, it's just... The, the Chris Pratt animation saga... Started, it all started with the Lego movie, a movie where he is literally playing as an NPC. So it made sense that his dull, flat affect would 
would work for this character. How we went from that to him being Mario and Garfield and all this other fucking shit, I don't understand. He's Garfield too? Uh, he's apparently going to be Garfield. God. I hate Mondays. So, uh, yeah. They did get him to do a little woohoo. Yeah, I but, mean, uh, so who cares? Yeah, yeah, and it probably took him a long time to perfect that too. So, but voice work aside, visually this looks kind of fucking awesome. Yeah, it's know. exactly what people <laughs> it's, want. Uh, it's total fan service. Kids are gonna love it. It yeah. looks, I mean, on purpose looks exactly like got, the land they're developing yeah. at Universal Studios. They got Rainbow Road. They got Mario Kart yeah, in there. Yeah, this is the thing: is it's, it's it looks like they're going to have a lot of fun with this universe. They're not taking it seriously, which is good. I just wish that it could rely on the uh, strength of the video game franchise alone and get actual voice actors to make it something special. I'm not watching this until the Italian dub. Drops. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, this is another thing is, like, companies inadvertently shooting themselves in the foot for short-term gains is, like, if this movie is successful and you do want to do a sequel, it's going to cost you twice as fucking much because of the actors involved in it. Hey, it's me. I'm Mario. <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. Do you have a second to talk about the Lord? Uh, yeah. Dude, that between... just happened. I'm Mario. Not to go on Chris Pratt's bullshit again, but like specifically like Kanye West and now Elon Musk getting super into Christianity. He's been, yeah, is that's gone unaddressed mostly, but he's been dropping like Bible verses and shit on that on is Twitter. scary. It's like what's what's happening here? I'm telling you again, like the. the Below all of this is the constantly bubbling uh, intention by hardcore Christians to create an apocalyptic event. Yeah, they want that rapture. Yes, that, that that's an intention that they are actively seeking. Like, mm. it's it's part of the thing. Yeah, a bit sinister. Yeah, it is. But look, base level, uh, very odd to see Elon Musk, who for the last 20, 30 years of public life, you know, hasn't gone out of his yeah. way to say anything like he, this. He's come off as like the Neil deGrasse Tyson, like uh, enlightened atheist sort of guy, or at least that's the people he appeals to the most. So him getting really into like the Bible, bit strange, bit strange. Feels like he's maybe hedging his bets uh, with uh, the afterlife. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe he's already kind of like realizing that he's his inventions are dumb. Uh, yeah, you know, my first choice would be digital afterlife, but if that doesn't work out well, you know, the Bible's not that long, so. Yeah, maybe because of his Neuralink thing, he's like, oh, fuck, I can't upload my brain yeah. yet. I guess I will die, so I have to accept Jesus just to hedge my bets. Yeah, he's doing, uh, what is it, Pascal's wager? Yeah. Better safe than sorry. Guess so. <laughs> but while movie dates are, of course, very important, there's a date coming up that is far more important than any film, so long as you live in the state of Georgia. Folks, the runoff election between Raphael uh, Warnock and Herschel Walker is this Tuesday, December 6th. And you got to get out there and vote. And you probably don't want to vote for the guy who lives in Texas. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, Herschel Walker does not live in Georgia. Uh, and it's weird that it took this long for, like, someone to, like, dig, Point it out, dig yeah. through his disclosures. But, uh, yeah, he does his not. His primary residence is in Texas. And specifically for tax avoidance purposes. Uh, yeah, he also, like, there. I, I didn't look into it. But, like, more, an, an, another new anecdote about him doing something completely insane dropped this week. Well, what was it? I, don't, I didn't. I don't remember. But, yeah, who uh, cares? I hope he yeah. loses. Uh, runoff is on December 6th. Please get motivated. Get get out there and vote. Yeah. Uh, we don't care what you have going on. If you live in Georgia, you got to vote. Uh, if you don't live in Georgia and you want to help out, we have left a link in the description below for uh, donations that support local voter outreach in the area. Yeah. And if you're conservative, don't fucking bother. They're going to steal the election anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, do something more productive with your time. Don't even bother voting. doesn't matter anymore. 
They're just going to steal it. Anyways, uh, anyways, uh, that's it for our episode today. We, of course, have weekly weird news coming up for you. But in the meantime, please check out our recent episode of uh, Tech News Day about the rail strike. And uh, nothing has really changed because, well, something has changed, uh, but so their demands the, haven't. The strike has been busted by the government. Yeah. But because the second bill, because the main bill did not include the provision for sick leave, uh, they're, they're not getting any sick leave because that was a separate bill and that one did not pass. The yeah. Senate, mostly the Republicans, who the, you know, the party of workers, they did not want the rail workers to have uh, those sick days. So uh, the strike is canceled unless they pull some wildcat strike shit, which would get real messy and is not very likely. But uh, yeah, they get uh, slightly better wages, but they don't get the actual thing that they asked for, which was the ability to take time off to see a doctor if they get sick. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so cool. If, if you want Thank the run, you, Mr. President. On the rundown of all of that and what led up to it, we have our new episode of Tech News Day for you to watch. And if for some reason you've missed days of Twitter drama, there's a, another episode for you there. Uh, uh, watch the most recent episode of Tech News Day. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. Talk about Indiana Jones all you want yeah. down there. Do whatever you da, want. Da, 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 da. Sure. Uh, we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.